It's the reason for the season. You monsters will never pry the Christ out of Christmas. Oh, yeah? Well, explain to me why then I can buy all kind of Jesus stuff starting in October at every store I walk into. Oh, yeah? Well, if you don't believe there's a war on Christmas, then unfriend me! Wow, man. I don't even know what we can do after that. <laughs> that was something else. My goal is to actually have a stroke during an intro. That's the new goal. It feels like you're 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 on your way. Um, that was something else. Wow. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unfriend Me. It's the uh, the, the show you love to love and hate to, the, to hate uh, here with Scott Johnson and Justin Robert Young. Justin, good morning. Hi. How are you? Afternoon. Well, good morning to you, friend, and good morning to everybody on this fine holiday season is it though is it a fine holiday season or does it leave one wanting that's well, the question you know, we're, gonna, we're gonna discuss that and really what the uh uh the war on christmas as, as it has uh, been discussed I, I would say uh in in my in my uh, uh two hours of googling tm uh that, that we were probably a little bit on the on the edge the 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 edge of of, uh, of of some of the war on Christmas stuff. It probably was at its hottest, mm. maybe a couple years ago. But yeah. uh, you, you still see some some flares. We that we, we we still bear these scars of the war on Christmas. I feel like the war on Christmas would flare up when uh, every year Bill O'Reilly, when he had a show on Fox, would bring it up. And since he's been uh -huh. gone this year, this is his first year gone, has been a little quieter. It makes you wonder. If uh, some of that is artificially uh, generated and perhaps, uh, uh, you know, not real at all. Well, you want to know what? We are going to get into that. It's very interesting that you mentioned Mr. O'Reilly because I think there is compelling evidence to say that he is the modern warrior who brought this war on Christmas into the forefront. But before we get into that, we talk about the episode that we had last week, which was about online harassment. Man, we tried. We, 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 I think we, we both have uh, a skin burnt off our, our hands trying to keep the show from just being about Gamergate. I think we kind of succeeded, but yeah. we certainly got a bunch of email about it. Let's begin with Billy. He writes, uh, I think that the issue with online harassment is, a, uh, is the mixed signals we internet folks get. We're told we're supposed to either get thicker skin and ignore the trolls, haters, whatever. Not always possible, specifically if you have mental health issues. Or... Remove them from the equation entirely via bl blocking and muting. However, we're also in a situation these days where echo chambers and extreme polarization are the real problem. The civil discourse is a dying art form. There has been no balancing point between these two extremes, and finding it is a lot more difficult than a witty meme on Reddit would make it seem. We also need to learn how to reintroduce empathy and compassion and the concept of listening to other viewpoints back into daily discourse. Stop celebrating being trolls and a-holes, etc., Start accepting our roles as fellow human beings. It's better to be kind than to be right. I uh, agree. However, um, some would say that that that's too easy or too simple or too. Um, I get accused of this all the time. Too uh, utopic uh, of me to think such things. And um, also, yeah, I don't know if you've ever tried to tell a raging person. Uh, who's completely freaking out or doing terrible things to somebody else uh, right to their face. Uh, hold on a second. Remember, it's better to have kindness in your heart. If you've ever done that, 
I, I don't know what your success rate has been, but mine's been pretty low. Well, I think that that we're 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 getting kind of uh, philosophy and uh, you know and and we're getting philosophy confused with an instruction manual. Yeah. Right. If I tell you only through belief and hard work can we get to the moon, you'd be like, you know, shut up. No, you need a rocket. You need propulsion, and you need <laughs> an aerodynamic system, and you need the money to do it. Right. Yeah. Like okay, both can be true. Right. We, we both need hard work to get to the moon and we need all these other things. Right. So it's like maybe in that moment, the time is not there for the philosophy. They're not there for the philosophy. They're trying to debate the instruction manuals of, of, of things. But I it, that email really struck me because it I, I did not kind of realize that this is sort of the point of this show. Yeah. That what we want to do is delve into a lot of these issues and hopefully at the very least, leave understanding a little bit more about the side that you might not agree with, mm -hmm. right? And, man, I, I'll tell you what, we're going to have to do a Gamergate episode at some point because we got so much email about Gamergate. There still is at replies in my mentions with people arguing with each other about, about Gamergate, and this was one of them. This is Rich who wrote, To me, Gamergate is not misogynistic, nor is it white supremacist. Uh, it also is not about, quote unquote, ethics and journalism. That may have been what started it, but it has moved way past that. As a gamer gator, I identify with this movement as a counterculture reaction to knee jerk social justice warriors. These SJW wannabes want to virtue signal by attacking all things that are part or are created by, quote unquote, white culture or, quote unquote, male culture and enforce forced diversity upon them. I fully support inclusion of women in all cultures uh, into popular culture. Uh, but I do not think we should retcon existing cultural icons to conform to this. James Bond doesn't need to be a black man. The Ghostbusters don't need to become women, etc. I love the Wonder Woman movie, and I'm excited for the upcoming Black Panther movie, and I think Idris Elba killed it in Pacific Rim, even though Scott hated the movie. Editorially, I add, I hated it too, and it was garbage. We returned to the email. Uh, but we don't need to pretend that Norse mythology had gods of color any more than we need the Lion King to have white heroes. Let's embrace diversity by celebrating heroes of all cultures, not rewriting history to enforce an SJW enforced code of diversity. Now, before we get lit up, and I'm sure that the chat room is already uh, about this, well, I wanted to read this email because I found it very instructive to kind of what that online harassment uh, uh, episode wound up becoming, Yeah, which is let's talk about the level of incivility we exist uh, with online. Let's understand that now it might not be greater or less than it was before. We now just have quantifiability to it, right? right. We now copy and paste and report elements that we could not back in, you know, when it was just at your work or office or school. And that even something like Gamergate, yeah. which I feel so many people have said so many words about. And we had Randy uh, call in last week and say, look, I'm going to quantifiably uh, 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 isolate. These are the things that explain Gamergate. This guy that emails back in and says, I'm on the other side. And I say, these are the things that explain Gamergate. And neither of them are necessarily, uh, you know, uh, melding with each other. And yet on either side, they yell and scream and get angry and, and, and ultimately do what we hopefully got to the point of yeah, uh, last week, which is at what point 
do you let your civility drop because it is righteous? Right. This is and, a really good point. Everything I, you have, a, you have just in that sentence alone, and you have more to say, but that sentence alone encapsulates how I feel about last week's episode. And I wish I had the words uh, to have said it. So I'm glad that you did. Uh, that's it. That's the thing. When you think you are on righteous ground, yes, man, you dig in, regardless of what's happening around it or what may, may be changing about the thing you joined in the first place. Like that, that is our chief problem. In my opinion, that is the problem with most of the topics that we come up with on the show is that people think they have, like you said, righteous ground and they are unwilling to move from that ground even when, even if they look down and see, ooh, the ground's starting to turn gross and smells bad, like poo, oh, but, I should move. You know, separate it. Like, why do we need to say, okay, well, this is righteous and I agree with this opinion and I need to be uncivil. Right. Like, like you can have your opinion. You can have your your belief. I don't think anybody would ask anybody to change their beliefs. Now, your beliefs do not necessarily shield you from criticism, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 criticism is is a key to evolving our society. However, there is a line, in my opinion, where we can draw that says, okay, well, this is out of control, yeah. or or this is this is not feeding the argument. This is not getting us to to a better place or that I am so righteous and I am throwing these Molotov cocktails that maybe I'm making things worse. And yeah. and maybe there are people on the other side that I could better persuade uh if I if 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 it were not you know at, at this level of discourse. Sure. I I so let me say this to a specific person here this email to Rich. Yeah. He says something to me that 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 is kind of the core of the whole issue here, because there's actually so he makes some points in here. I kind of agree with like I kind of agree with with, uh, first of all, the idea that supporting the inclusion of women in all cultures and popular culture is a good idea. And, you know, once in a while, something may get forced through. You're like, OK, did it have to be an all women uh, uh, thing uh, for uh, Ghostbusters? And the truth is, I would have probably said, I don't know, probably not. Could have been whatever. What I really wanted out of Ghostbusters was a good Ghostbusters movie. And they didn't yeah. make that. They made a poo no. movie. Um, so I, I'm, I'm able to separate those. I don't think it was a poo movie because of an all-female cast. I think it's just a bad movie. Like, straight up, there's no way around it. So it's too easy to see that and go, oh, well, that tanked. So therefore, it was because of this SJW wannabe pushed through, blah, blah, blah. I think that's taking it too far. But I'm also, you know, I'm into this idea that, that people shouldn't force this stuff. Some of it should happen naturally. And if naturally we get to a place where Idris Elba is James Bond, great. Books never say whether he's white or black or any other colors. Who cares? Who gives a rat's ass? So I don't have a problem with any of that. But I, but I kind of agree with his general sentiment that you shouldn't try to force things. However, he says this. As a gamer gator, so he is identifying as a gamer gator, yep. I identify with this movement as a counterculture reaction to knee-jerk social justice warriors. And then he went on to say nothing about video games. Nope. How are you a gamer gator? What is a gamer gator? And why do you feel the need to align yourself with that side of it? Is it because you think there's strength in numbers? Is it because you misunderstand what it is? Sure, it started as ethics and journalism and may have moved way beyond that. Well, why? I, I don't join the AARP when I'm old so that I can uh, wage a war on bad uh, manhole covers in the city. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't do that. That's not, why are you in that group? Be out of that group and have these opinions, some of which might be uh, controversial. Like, he thinks that, you know, 
his white and male culture are being attacked or forced diversity is being forced upon people. Okay, that's an opinion to have. Do you have to identify as a gamer gator to have that opinion? No, you don't. Here's my thought. And this is now we're going to get into some interesting ground here. But I do think that on the social right, let's let's describe it as the social right, trying to stay as un, uh, 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 you know, offensive as possible, that there is a culture of wearing the label of what the other side says you are with pride. Yeah. And you saw that you've seen that with how this guy guy saying, oh, I'm a gamer gator. Why? Because everybody else on the left that I don't like calls me a gamer gator and it gets them. It gets them all riled up. So it's like I'm it's like be, a, it's, it, like it's like a Yankee doodle dandy mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Right? Or it's like it's like deplorables to have a more recent exactly. example. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They embrace it. They change their Twitter accounts to be deplorable bill or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, or or, you know, centipede or whatever. I mean, the, the, I think that was that was developed more from within the the you know, the underscore Donald subreddit. So, right. yeah, I mean, I think that there, there's an interesting kind of entomology here, but this is, again, it's like the one side, you know, and, and, and I don't, I don't doubt that anything that, that, you know, that Randy called in and said is, is untrue to him and what his experiences are and what the, the history is. He understands it is. Uh, but there's no doubt that this guy, you know, emailing in or even the caller that we had yesterday says, Hey, look, I answered yes you know, I answered the same as Randy to all of his questions, and yet here I am on the other side. And right. and and you know that to me is is always an interesting an interesting position to be in when things are this hot. And now we are dealing with again, we have all this vague confusion here on who everybody's fighting for and why they're fighting for and why they're calling themselves what they're calling themselves. And yet there is no debate over the venom that is being spit. And I don't want to say both sides because, you know, there's I'm just saying that there's a lot of venom. Yeah, there's a there's a big bowl of venom uh, that is in the middle of the room and everyone's grabbing some and hucking it at each other. And I totally get it. Uh, I guess I would just say, uh, finally, to people like Rich, um, part of my problem with that side of this argument, Rich's side of the argument, I'm glad that he wrote in and said all these things, by the way. I think it's important for us to, to hear from the riches of the world uh, is that. He has got he he likes everything in its place. And that is enough to set off people on the left. When you say, I like right where Wonder Woman is, a white lady playing a, a female lead, that's where she should be. And I also believe it's great that the black people are over there in their black thing, because that's what they should be. There shouldn't be a white person over there, and there shouldn't be a black person over here in this white thing. Like all of these perfectly round pegs and perfectly round holes kind of outlook on life. I think is a dangerous road. It's okay as you're getting close to the road, but when you go down that road, there's some scary shit down that road. So I would just say that's where 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 Rich and I have a big break. I do I shouldn't get to determine what holes or what pegs go in what holes any more than he should get to determine that for me. And well, that that's yeah, where the big it, disconnect is for to me. To me, here's here's my take on it. Uh all of them. Let's have all of them. Like, how about we end this? I want to fee- I like the idea of the female Ghostbusters because I like previous movies with Kevin Feig uh, uh, writing and directing. Uh, not Kevin Feig. Was it Kevin uh, Feig? Ke- uh, F- uh, yeah. F- uh, oh, Paul Feig. Paul, Paul Feig. Feig. Paul Feig was the director. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like, like previous Paul Feig movies with some of that cast. Right. The movie turned out bad as it as it happens. Right. Right. Uh, 
and that's fine. You know, there's there's uh uh plenty. I mean, I like Turkish Spider Man. I like uh, I like I like Turkish Star Trek. I like uh, uh you know uh, different uh, takes on on all pop culture. I, let, let's just have all of them. That's I'm that's exactly it. where I'm at. I totally agree with you. It's what, not what my I, what I prefer are good stories. Yeah. So if you have a story, a James Bond story that particularly fits Idris Elba, right? Then fine. You know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with Doctor Who now that now that Doctor Who's a woman. If if there is something that very much uh, a character arc that fits the acting range of that actress and it is done confidently and and executed well, then I'm going to be here for it. If it's garbage, it's going to be garbage. And and I think you can make the argument that maybe the the motivation to do it on a certain level did not match the execution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that there's there's a reasonable way to talk about this without you know wishing. It it also depends on the volume of noise at the time. I remember in 2008 when we first got our glimpse of Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, there wasn't nearly the outcry that there is today, or there would be today if it happened today. Um, in fact, I think there'd be more outcry today if they changed that back again. And now Nick Fury's a white guy in the comics and in movies. Like it would it would throw a lot of people off yeah people just don't like change and when your world is getting dinked with sometimes you take harder stances than others and you start picking tribes and i think that's kind of what the riches of the world have done and again i'm not trying to blanket rich into some group but he's identified as a gamer gator for the reasons he's presented here and every reason he's given here is i don't like my peanut butter with my chocolate or my chocolate with my peanut butter. That's not a racial reference, but you know what I mean? I don't want to mix the things I already see as, well, that's established. James Bond's always been white. Why mess with that? Well, why not? Who cares? So what? So it messes with our uh, our understanding of what we used to think James Bond was. We used to think he was a, a pish-posh white guy who likes things shaken, not stirred. Well, maybe we, maybe we don't know yet. We don't know. Who cares? Like, it shouldn't freaking matter, in my opinion, and I'm totally in jury's boat of you know, yeah, Indian Spider-Man. Let's do it. I'm ready. My body's ready. I mean, yeah, I I just think I I, I have always re- remakes, reboots, whatever. I've always been on the side of just more, more. Right. I, I'm I'm here for every version of the Watchmen. Uh, if there were a fifth grade play for the Watchmen, I would I would. Do that. <laughs> okay, that I'd be way into. And I'm all I I went on the record yesterday saying I'm totally into subsequent comic properties based on the Watchmen universe and what they're doing right now in DC looks very interesting to me. Uh, there are people who want to see me dead for saying that. Um, we've got to figure out a way to bridge that little weird divide we have in our popular culture. It's stupid. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, you want to know what? Now that we solved uh, online harassment, let's move on to the war on Christmas. <laughs> and we will we will get back to Gamergate as a full episode at some point, folks. It's not going to happen in December because December is all about light topics light topics this is the last thing we're doing that that uh uh uh, i think we will still get very passionate fights we've we've got a few i think you want to know what we're going to do next week Mm. is i think we're going to do multiple yeah because there's a lot of them that are like like i don't know if i can do a full episode on pineapple on pizza right (laughs) i don't think there's two hours of googling on on pineapple on pizza right right right. Uh, but i think if we do like pineapple on pizza and some other uh, uh, fun stuff, then we can uh, we, we, we can definitely get a get a great episode. And we can have a fun December. But before we do that, let's tear everybody apart by talking about the war on Christmas. How about we begin with the actual war on Christmas? Christmas celebrations in New England were illegal during parts of the 17th century and were culturally taboo or rare in firmer, former Puritan colonies in, uh, in America until the, ni- the 1850s. 
The Puritan community found no scriptural justification for celebrating Christmas and associated such celebrations with paganism and idolatry. The earliest years of the Plymouth colony were uh, troubled with non-Puritans attempting to make merry, and Governor William Bradford was forced to reprimand officers. English laws suppressing the holidays were enacted during the, uh, uh, the internagum, but repealed in the late 17th century. So, by the way, there was, again, back in the 17th century, an actual litigated uh, uh, and, 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 and made uh, illegal, if not culturally taboo and rare, war on Christmas. None of these trees, you solemnly sit down, you think about the Christ child, you go to sleep, you wake up. Yeah. That was the rules. Them was the rules in the Puritan colonies. Yeah, it was a uh, it was hardcore time back then. Uh, you you know uh, this is the thing. The real war on Christmas has existed in the past. There was a time where uh, Christians were highly reviled in various cultures, and if you even let on that you were a Christian, uh, you were toast. There were people that would sit around fires, and how they would communicate to each other that we were Christian was they would draw that fish you see on the back of minivans all the time. That little eternal fish looking fish and they would draw in the sand they'd take a stick and they'd go here's a fish and the other guy would go oh you're a christian like me but you didn't have to say anything it was all very unspoken so it was all this little private club and it kept you from getting killed and, and chased out of wherever you lived so there were some uh, there were some times where i would be all with bill o'reilly and those of his ilk and say that yeah there was absolutely a war on christmas uh, the war on christmas as constituted today which we'll get to is ridiculous and dumb and has never existed. So there's my early opinion, but there's more to say later. Well, how about this? You want you want some more OG war on Christmas rabble rousing? Let's do it. How about, how about your old pal C.S. Lewis? Yes, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe and the war on Christmas was, uh, was, was there for old C.S. Early 20th century, a uh, Christian writer such as C.S. Lewis has, uh, had already noticed a distinct split between the religious and secular observances of Christmas uh, of Christmas uh, in Xmas and Christmas, a lost chapter from uh, Herodotus. Oh, geez. I'm, I'm going to get an angry one on that one. Uh, Lewis gave a satire to the observance of two simulations. However, in Niatrib, Britain spelled backwards, Jesus, hack, uh, was supposed to view from the ancient Greek uh, historian Heterodotus one of the exams, Xmas, is observed in a flurry of compulsory commercial activity and expensive indulgence in alcoholic beverages. The other, Christmas, C-R-I-S-S-M-A-S, so Chris, like uh, Chris Angel, yeah. is observed in Niatrib's temples. Uh, Lewis's narrator asked a priest why they kept Christmas on the same day as Xmas when he received this reply. It is not lawful, O stranger, for us to change the date of Christmas but would that Zeus would put it in the minds of the Niatribians to keep Xmas on some other time or not to keep it at all. For Xmas and the rush distract the minds from even a few sacred things. And we indeed are glad that men should make merry at Christmas, but in Xmas there is no merriment left. When asked why they endured the rush, he replied, oh, this, uh, it is, oh stranger, a racket. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So C.S. Lewis got all grumpy, but here's where the war on Christmas shares a little something with uh, the the uh, some of the other stuff that we have talked about of, of the shifting cultural norms. Mm. It was indeed Bill O'Reilly who found a 2005 book by radio host John Gibson that alleged liberal antagonism toward the holidays 
uh, uh, was the issue of the day, according to Dan Cassio, a professor at Farley Dickinson University. Mr. Gibson said in an interview he was amazed by the uproar his book caused. He said it primarily focused on the issue that rarely happens these days, educators and local officials banning non-religious symbols like Santa Claus or Christmas trees out of a mistaken belief that displaying them violated the Constitution. Now, this is something that I do remember more as a kid. The idea of what you can display in public property. So schools, city halls, right. stuff like that. And, and the idea that maybe Santa Claus was crossing more over the line into a religious figure when really, you know, Santa, like it's not like Santa shows up in the Bible, right? No, he's the least, he's the least biblical Christmas Christian figure of all time. He is, he is uh, the culmination of traditions mainly from Europe, but uh, kind of our version of Santa Claus, the kind of Coca-Cola Santa Claus that we have. Yeah, big fat bowl full of jelly Santa. Yeah, he's not like he's a, he's like this weird amalgam of these other Santa type characters. It all sort of came together. He's the one we adopted. The tree we use has its roots in in um, German culture and 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 pagan ritual, and so does half the other crap we do. Like most of the stuff we think of as Christmas and celebrating it, from the music down to the tree that's in our living room, none of these. Are, are are offshoots of the biblical story of the birth of Jesus, his life, or his death. None of it. Zero. Zip. Well, let's, well, I mean, again, the classical war on Christmas, the ones that the Puritans were fighting and the ones that uh, uh, C.S. Lewis was, was bitching about, is about that. <laughs> it is about the idea that there is too much about uh, 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 non-religious imagery yeah. that has infected what should be a solemn remembrance of the Lord, our savior being born away in a manger. Sure. Right? Sure. Like in, if anything, you could argue the CS Lewis's of the world, um, got the doom they predicted, which is these things would become more prominent around the holiday than just the observance of the birth of Jesus. Yes. You could say that that happened and I'm not saying it didn't happen, but what the O'Reilly's and modern folk are, are arguing Yes. While they have their trees and they have their pagan rituals and they have their music and they have all the other things about Christmas that they, they now hold dear that used to be abhorrent to Christians, they think all of it is under attack by anti-Christian forces that would have us not celebrating Christmas at all. So I call horse shit on 90% of those guys that say this. All right. So here is their argument. The right. argument uh, uh, set forth by by uh, uh, primarily Bill O'Reilly. And again, this was Bill O'Reilly's pet project for years, yeah. right? From, uh, I think it was 2012 was the first time he did an episode on it. So it has been five years of him making a big deal and finding every little example where either Christmas, the phrase, was replaced by Happy Holidays or Christmas imagery was replaced by more seasonal or sure. non-religious type imagery. Sure, and this was in, he had he had three jobs while, during this five years. It was war on Christmas, uh, public sparring with John Stewart, and grab ass. Those are the three things he was into for about five years there. Well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know when the loofah thing happened, but maybe that too. <laughs> All right. Aside from a a, a a a commitment to doing it live. You're right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing effing it and doing it live. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What does it mean to play us in? 
What does it mean? And that's it for us. Stings up next with the thing. I love, so the thing about that, I love the fact that he nails it at the end. I don't know what it is, but the fact that he's just like, he is just so unhinged and he's yelling and screaming. And then like, uh, it's like three, two, one. And that's it. To play us out, it's Sting from his new album. Yeah. And then he throws his shit, takes his mic off, hucks it across the room. It's the best. It's the best thing. So here's, by the way, let's go ahead and read uh, what the War on Christmas. This is uh, this is this is the actual book itself. War on Christmas, the, the book that started it all in the United States of America, a nation overwhelmingly Christian. Literally any sign of Christmas in public can now lead to complaints, litigation, angry protests, threats and bruised feelings. Uh, every year, the limitations get tighter and tighter and spread to more and more communities far from the from big liberal cities. And as Fox News Channel's John Gibson reveals in this shocking expose, it's not happening by accident. Secular liberals say that they are just protecting the constitutional rights of non-Christians who don't want to see or hear about Christmas. But what about the constitutional rights of millions of Americans who simply want to celebrate their traditional holiday without insulting anyone else, but although also without having to hide behind closed doors? Gibson unveils the coordinated work of the American Civil Liberties Union's lawyers professional atheists, and Christian haters who have taken the war on Christmas to your front door. Uh, ugh. That's a real book? Their argument. That's that a, right that, now. Is that a book I can go get? I don't want that book. Get it on Amazon. I put it, I put it there, in the, uh, put it there in, the, in, the, in the comments section. Ugh. Okay. Uh, by the way, even he says that this whole issue was not really him, that it was more Bill O'Reilly to tell you the truth. This is a direct quote. When Bill made it an issue, it went mega. Direct quote from the author of that book. Yeah. This is their point. The most popular religion in the United States is Christianity, comprising the majority of the population, 70.6% of adults in 2014. According to the Association of Statistics on American Religious Bodies, uh, published in March 2017, based on data from 2010, Christians were among the largest religious population in uh, uh, 3,143 counties in the country, Roughly four, uh, 46.5% of Americans are Protestant, 20.8% are Catholics, 1.6% are Mormon, the name commonly used to refer to members of the Church of Latter-day Saints, and one6 have affiliations with various other Christian denominations. Christianity was introduced during the period of European colonization. Mm. So, 70% of the country, Christian of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Obviously, uh, well, when uh, it's uh, when it suits them, they're always at each other's throats when they when they have differences. But yeah, when it suits them, that's the number. So the argument is, and hey, if, mo- if hey, Mormons, hey, Mormons, we think you're a total cult, uh, except for this number. We need you in the Christian group, so <laughs> that's cool. But then later we'll be pissed at you again. That's basically it. Uh, uh, do, Mor- do Mormons get down on on the war on Christmas stuff? Oh like, yeah, we're, we're, we're... oh yeah. But but not. A, I I don't. I mean, I can't speak for for the entirety of the prominently Mormon Utah community that I live in. So I no. I don't want to speak for everybody. But I can't. Although, although although by the way, you could say statistically, if as as uh you know Mormons only comprise of one point six percent, you could statistically speak for more of Mormons than let's say a <laughs> Protestant could speak for Protestants. Yeah. Or a Catholic with their, with their whopping 20. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, um, boy, this is hard to explain. Usually it's older people who watch Fox news who feel like Christmas is under siege. Honestly, like it's, that's it. Like it's the same demographic who believes it in any group. So, um, 
most of the people I know, myself included, think that this is utter horseshit. By the way, if anyone's wondering on this episode, where do I land? The war on Christmas is horseshit. Not once in my entire life, growing up in a Christian home, did I ever feel like I couldn't say Merry Christmas or that yeah. someone would be offended otherwise or that we changed our, our uh, Christmas cards to say Happy Holidays. Not once has that pressure ever been real. It's complete horse garbage. Now, everyone has a different experience growing up, but my my personal opinion on this is that people who think there's been a war on Christmas watch Bill O'Reilly and people like him talk about it, and that's why they think it. Not well, because they've experienced it, because nobody's experienced it. Well, I mean, their their argument would be, I have, I've seen it, and it's only Bill O'Reilly who's talking about it. In fact, Scott, if you don't think it's happening, then look at all of these chains and companies that have either scaled back or outright removed Christmas iconography or verbiage from their normal fare, their normal holiday fare. Target, Starbucks, Walmart, Best Buy, Gap. Chase Bank, Wachovia Bank. This is not uh, un under debate. They used to say Christmas. Now they say holidays. They used to have Santa on their cups. Uh, now they have a non-denominational green uh, huddling of people. Right. Which, by the way, is no less religious than Santa. But anyway, fine. Uh, but but they, they say, look, it used to say Christmas. This used to be about Christmas. Now it's not about Christmas. So look at you, all high and mighty, telling us that we just get drip-fed by Big Papa Bill O'Reilly. Okay. What, what do you say to that, then? Okay, here's what I say to that. This is easy. First of all, there's a thing called, oh, what do doctors call it? Paradoxical effect. There is a slight paradoxical effect happening where if enough people complain that a thing is happening, then that thing must be happening. Therefore, people are like, yeah, why should you force Christianity down our throat? Why should I shop at a place that doesn't respect all religions and cultures and stuff? And then those stores respond because they don't want to piss anybody off because they want to sell shit during Christmas. So everybody reacts in a way that is kind of paradoxical to the original complaint. If there was no complaining, I don't think you'd have those guys changing because the complaining didn't come from people who aren't Christian. It came from the people at Fox News and other places who talk this kind of shit. That's number one. Number two is this. Uh, oh, what was number two? Number two was good. I had a really good thing to say. <laughs> Hold on. It was really good. Oh, all right. So the idea that uh, these stores do that, how convenient it is that these people saying that are usually the biggest proponents of let the free market decide, let companies exist as individuals, let companies make their own choices. Don't tell us what to do. And so when they do, and it doesn't jive with your idea of what they should do, then you're mad at them. You can't have it both ways. Corporate America is a free and open market. And that's what these guys, again, on the O'Reilly side of thinking, yeah. have always, they talk about that nonstop. Don't tell our companies and, what and to do. Here's also what they do. My, my new character, uh, a guy who was obsessed with Bill O'Reilly. All right, listen, sure. It's fine, and if this were a free and open uh, 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 conversation, then maybe I be, might be more inclined to agree with you. But this, again, is a coordinated attack by the ACLU, <laughs> professional atheists, to make sure that they hit these advertisers in an unrepresentative way, and they are sending letters, and they are making phone calls, and they are threatening lawsuits that are fundamentally changing the culture of America. They are they are de uh, uh, religizing 
uh, 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 America step by step. And Christmas is only the loudest example of that. This is a 365 uh, a day a year assault. And yet it's only Christmas that we can get any attention on it because it is this cultural touchstone. I will thank yeah. God Bill O'Reilly is out here talking. About okay. It. I wish Bill O'Reilly would offer evidence outside of a couple of photos he took at his local freaking Walmart. See, the evidence for all the stuff you just claimed, like being beset with lawsuits and the ACLU working overtime 364 days a year to make sure Christmas is as happy a holidays as possible. He never offers anything in that regard. It's just fear-mongering and conspiratorial. That's my problem with it. Actual evidence would be nice. But let's say even if this is true, let's say even if that conspiratorial mindset is correct and that that's happening all year and these retailers are reacting in that way, tough shit. It goes both ways. If you want to make them not do that, then threaten your own damn lawsuits. But the point is, if Target's going to make a decision about a thing they're doing, that's the open market you all champion constantly. Let it be its thing. If it doesn't land where you like it, tough booby holes. It doesn't go your way then. What are you going to... I don't even know what a booby hole is. I mean, it's pretty small. <laughs> Sometimes words come out of me that I, I don't know what they are, but anyway, my point is that all of that I just said is what my point is. It sucks. If you're going to, if you're going to be, if you're going to be pro business and non-regulation, then be that or don't be that, but pick a freaking side and, and then lock in and own it. And when sometimes owning it means things don't go your way. Well, we would be remiss if we did not point out probably the more recent champion for the war on Christmas, President of the United States, Donald Trump, uh, specifically during his stump speeches. Uh, there were a few applause lines that he knew he could always uh, get a reaction to. Build a wall was one of them. Lock her up was one of them. But one of them specifically as the campaign wore on and we started to get a little uh, weather got a little chilly was we are going to say Merry Christmas again. We have not that we have uh, gotten. We never not said away. it though. We always said it. It's always been said, and there's always been a huge majority of people who say it. And saying it as if it matters, saying it, who gives a shit who says what? But I've never stopped saying it. When I call my friends, when I send you a card, Justin, for this holiday, yeah. which I'm planning on doing. It's going to come to you and your your wonderful wife, and it's going to say, Merry Christmas from the Johnsons with a big fat Santa in one corner and a picture of my family on the other with other yeah. things that are very Christmassy, none of which is PC or any of that bullshit. Wait, it is hold on, wait, wait. So wait, you're, you're not going to put a Jesus on it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to put a Jesus on it. another example of the war on Christmas. <laughs> you would have put a Jesus on that Christmas card five years ago until these professional atheists got in your brain. Yeah, or not. Like I've never, I've done these cards for like 12 years as a, <laughs> and I've yet to put a Jesus in them, but. Yeah, like whatever. So like, you put a little break dancing Jesus. On the, the 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 point the point that Trump says words like this. Opioids. Oh, whoops, that's that was quiet. Let me play that again. Opioids. Opioids. Oh, he's gonna fix opioids. No, he's not. Uh, what if he says this? Opioids. Uh, not that. What if he says? Uh, I love my wiener. Does he really? Nobody lo <laughs> loves my wiener. <laughs> Maybe he loves his wiener. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna hit them. Obviously, I'm talking about with my. Verbal. He's going to hit him with his verbal. Like, he says all sorts of things. Eat. He says eat. 
Yeah. I mean, he also specifically says that he's going to be saying Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, I know. And uh, whatever. That's pandering. I will never well, forget. I, mean, I will never you, forget this. All, all, right. Right, all right. All right. So we just started with with that Gamergate email. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you were uh, safe to say uh, uh, mildly surprised that there was somebody that was like, hey, I'm a gamer gator. I identify as a gamer gator. And what I'm upset about are these shifting social issues that are being, you know, uh, perpetrated by people who have a very specific agenda. Right. Right. And that didn't have anything to do about video game ethics and whether or not game pro magazine gives something a, a b plus or a c minus right? right right i don't know when game pro stopped publishing don't add me uh, <laughs> also game pro they used faces and not numbers but it's it fine. did right yeah. oh yeah it was like one out of six faces yeah if you got a good face like it'd be a big smiley grinning face if it was a good game and it'd be all sad and sour if it was bad but it's, it's fine it's a bad game yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great way to review stuff actually. i agree i like it uh but anyway, so it had nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that that there are uh, there is there is again a shifting, what is viewed as, and I'll tell you what I. The more we talk about this, the more I very much believe that this is kind of a defining element of our society. That there is a counter, a counterculture narrative that is taking us too far in the other direction, and you see this with red pill men's rights activists. You see this with. Uh, uh, social uh, uh, issues. This is uh, uh, the defining thing. Power is moving too far away from us, and these people are stealing it from me. Yeah. Uh, and and that is, I think, a very human emotion that becomes something far more mutated. And I think it is at play here because I do believe that this that the war on Christmas is is largely ceremonial. Mm-hmm. And if you really drill down on it with with people, even on those that are very for, very pro, that this is a real thing, that they would say, yes, this is not the biggest battle we can fight. This is just the only battle that people will pay attention to. Because mm-hmm. no one wants to listen to me when I say, hey, this uh, uh, religious statue has been in City Hall for years and now it needs to come down because the ACLU complained about it. Right. Right. No one, no one cares. I'm a religious nut job when I say, Hey, this makes me uncomfortable. But on Christmas, because it is this big thing, sure. It might be ginned up a little bit. And yes, it is directed by Bill O'Reilly. And yes, it is comical. How little people are talking about it now that Bill O'Reilly doesn't have a television show for the first time in like 20 years. But at least we can talk about these issues. At least these issues can be out in the public eye and somebody will listen to me and it won't just me being a total, you know, uh, uh, you know, Christ uh, loving nut job. Right. I, I uh, yes. I, everything you just said, I completely agree with. Um, I get upset about this because maybe it's just the way I was raised. My my family was always like like my dad. He'd say, oh, we got to get a tree. I hate this pagan stuff. He'd say that. All right. Yeah. And we used to just think it was kind of a joke. Oh, dad always calls this stuff pagan. And he was right, actually. A lot of that stuff came from pagan sources and rituals and whatever. Yeah. And uh, Skype's being weird. I don't know why that sound happened. Um, and so he uh, he would say that and we would just laugh it off and we would still do Christmas or whatever. But the prevailing message in my home growing up was Christmas is great. We're having a great time. We're going to go caroling. Let's go look at the lights this year. Uh, let's take gifts to our neighbor. Let's have a real big party and dinner at the thing. Blurp, blurp, blurp. All the f- things you do. Kids will get up early. 
get your hands on these presents, rip them open. Isn't this exciting Christmas kind of family? But they would always say, and let's not forget the true meaning of Christmas. It's important this time of year to remember what matters most. What's that, dad or mom? Well, that's yeah. the the birth of Jesus. And what does that mean I, in our this lives? Is, this is when somebody lowly starts singing uh, uh, Away in a Manger. Yeah, Away in a Manger. Some- so, so, so here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill in I'm gonna fill in your <laughs> holiday story by lowly singing Away in a Manger. Right. So go ahead, keep telling. All right, yeah. so they gather around the fire and, and fuck. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. And, uh, and the dad would say, you know, the true meaning of Christmas is Jesus. Yeah. Came into the world to to help people and away in a manger, I don't know the words. I was gonna say, were you gonna if you were gonna sing this for accurate? I was gonna freak out. That would have been I know. that would have been something else, man. Didn't expect I, I, that. I can probably I can get more into I can get more into We Three Kings, but I I don't really know Away in the Manger by art. Right, and then and then when we were done, it was still candy canes and gifts and fun and. Uh, freaking frank sinatra belting out some rad old tune and it's it you don't need to 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 go in this is a personal thing it's always been a personal thing and this is where my bias really shows i think religion and personal adherence to whatever religion or beliefs or whatever it is you have has always been and should always be a very private thing by private i mean not strutting around wearing it on your sleeve but thinking about it inwardly and Behaving in a way that you think best befits whatever it is you believe, and and that oh, weird, it did it again, and that sort of stuff uh, is what religion is and should be. So for me, it feeds right into this war on Christmas thing because, in my mind, you only wa- if you were going to wage a war on my Christmas, you'd have to get into my head to do it, and I'm not letting you in there. It's my head. It's the one piece of freedom I'll always have. You could throw me in a concentration camp, and I'd still have that one freedom. And yeah, you, and 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 as hard as it might be, and as quick as I might die, it's still the only true freedom I have as a human being. So for me, that's why this has always seemed so silly because I don't need Bill O'Reilly to represent damn shit anything at all that I do or think, and I don't need him protecting some weird fake notion in my head that Christmas is under attack. Like, just go live your life, Bill O'Reilly. Go do your thing. And I know his job is to get people riled up, O'Reilly'd up, if you know what I mean. Oh, 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 uh, oh, I lead. Drop that one in the in the bucket. All right, so here, here's the deal about this entire conversation. Our show yeah. is nothing without calls. However, it appears the new version of Skype is doing the old version of Skype thing where it's not allowing me to take calls and have them join the call. So here's what I want people to do. This is a little bit last second, and it's my fault because I updated before the show, so I apologize. But today we're going to kind of wing this, and I'll have it fixed by next time. Here's what I want you guys to do. Go to Twitter. And use the hashtag War on Christmas. Okay. I want you to use that hashtag. Wait, wait a minute. So we're going to go to like everybody else who's bitching about the war on Christmas? No. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. We probably shouldn't do that. Do uh, you know what? Hashtag unfriend me. Do that. And yeah. uh, what I'll do is open up Twitter, search for that hashtag, and we will take your live Twitter questions as we go, which isn't great as doing voice. I would love to bring you guys in, but Skype took a poop. And is doing that old thing where it won't let me take a call without hanging up on you first, which is so stupid. So I'll figure that out and work it through. But in the meantime, what we're looking for here is the hashtag unfriend me. There it is. Uh, let's see if we can get this trending. <laughs> um, and, you, and and we'll start taking them there. All right. So while we're waiting for some of those to start popping, I, uh, I have, a, I have a, a question for you. As somebody who I consider to be fairly... Uh, secular i mean we all are to some degree or whatever 
But yeah, you you don't. Justin has never jumped out at me as like, oh, there's a guy I'll see in church on Sunday, or there's a guy who's uh, no, you know, gonna fact, go. By the way, I married somebody who did make her living as a professional atheist. Oh, there <laughs> like, you go. That's right. So, so we, I am, I am probably closer to. A, a definition of a professional atheist than than than, than, than many people. I'm I am uh, non-religious. Uh, I grew up Methodist, and uh, that's pretty much my 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 my, my background. So you know? from your from your point of view, and from the point of view of your wife, or even you collectively, do you yeah. see any of this and go, like, what I'm trying to do is unearth if if people are really doing the thing that Bill O'Reilly claims. Was do you guys go out there and actively go? Well, I just can't do with this religious imagery down at Costco. I need to call my uh, congressman and get some changes around here. I, I do think that there is an element of uh, of 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 an atheist culture that does find religious imagery offensive. Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't think that that is really arguable. I don't know exactly how many of them there are. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I, I would say that there is an element that does find, why do I have to look at this, uh, uh, why do I have to look at this baby Jesus? You know, uh, uh, why don't I have the flying spaghetti monster in there? Right. Uh, and, and I think that there's an argument for it. Uh, uh, you know, I have always liked, I love Christmas. I, I, I've always got a tree. I always annoy the crap out of my wife because we get a, a live tree every year. I refuse to get a plastic one. Yeah. Uh, well, I love decorating it. I love holiday songs. I love Christmas songs. I love We Three Kings of Orionar bearing gifts. We travel afar. I remembered that <laughs> lyric. Um, but uh, uh, here's what I will say is I do think, again, there is a core element that as we connect with each other more on the Internet that we uh, and yet there is no monoculture to kind of rely on and, and, and judge against that everybody feels that their world is being pulled away from them. Right. And this, I think, is more universal than anybody can can imagine. And this is an absolute uh, a reflection of that, that there is, you know, we used to have this culture that was X, Y or Z. And you can say this is a Christian nation. We've always been a nation of Christian. The framers were Christian. And that's why uh, uh, we have become the prosperous country that we are. And if we are sliding away from that, then and we lose our moral underpinning, then we will slide down as a country and that's why this goddamn Britney Spears is cutting in my kids ears making her wear hot pants you know <laughs> that's a pretty uh, that's about where I where I see those things going you start with Christmas and you move your way down to why everyone in society is wrong and you're right and then I and then I would ask have you forgotten the tenets of whatever religion you have have you forgotten the founding principles of what it is you supposedly believe and the answer is mostly yes. There's a tweet here from Liam O'Brien, friend of the show, uh, voice actor extraordinaire, and one of the critical role uh, cast members who says this. I swear to Satan, this is the year I destroy that goddamn holiday. <laughs> <laughs> he is, of course, being facetious. Yeah. And I, I, I salute him for it. Uh, Rob hey, listen, hey, hey, yeah. hey, Christ child. You are not prepared. <laughs> no. Hey, nice Elodin reference. I'm impressed. Very good. That, huh? Uh, Rob D says, the war on Christmas is an imaginary conceit fabricated by fake news channels. Uh, or fa Sorry, fake, fake news channel. I think he means Fox because he's being funny. And evangelical conservatives to scare the shit out of white people afraid of losing their absolute stranglehold on politics and culture and keep voting Republican. 
uh, Rob feeling very much so that this is a uh, a politically motivated thing. You don't hear. I, I don't I don't think that there's much of an argument that it is politically motivated. I don't see a ton of argument from, uh, you know, Democratic sources uh, that that says that this is something that needs to be argued about. I, I don't think that it's unique in using a social wedge issue to make uh, a political headway. But I don't think it's arguable that this is something that comes from the conservative right. Right. Do you? Uh, how do you feel about the the hyperbolic use of the word war and all of this? Because that's my one of my other big hangups. Is I mean, it's a, uh, it's a strong war. It's a strong war. It's a big word, man. I think that this is gonna get into more stuff. Into, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm just letting everybody know we're gonna go through three weeks of pineapple on pizza, and then everyone's <laughs> gonna be like, "Why aren't you dealing with the hard stuff again?" I think that the war, the the war, I would like to wage a war on wars. I think the word war is way overused. I think it was overused with uh, war on certain demographics when we start to talk about politics. I think it's overused when it comes to the war on Christmas. I think it is meant to stoke imagery in people's heads to show that they, again, need to stop being polite and start getting real. <laughs> and they need to and they need to fight and they need to claw and they need to scratch because this is not a discussion. This is not your fellow man. You are not talking to another citizen of a country that has achieved so much in so little time. No, this is a war. This is this is time to, to tell your best friend to stuff it if he wants to if he wants to say this. This is the basis of unfriend me. This is every Facebook fight because this is not a discussion. It's a war. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll live with that. Uh, Lazé the fox in the chat room says, "Wow, listen to Scott being the trollish one." I don't know what he means. Do you know what he means? I don't know what that means. I'm 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 not sure. There's uh, uh Lissa. I think uh, Lissa the fox is uh, uh I think just being being funny there. But uh but well, but who knows? Yeah. How about this one? Look, right. we're getting we're, we're we're filling it up here on the hashtag unfriend me tag. Yeah, As some converted to Judaism after being raised Southern Baptist. I don't think most Christians are aware of how pervasive Christianity and Christian holidays are in American culture. There's no escaping it. I'll tell you what. I was in Epcot uh, 48 hours ago, and every single country that is there, you know, there was a Jewish stage. And they, they played some. They played some Hanukkah tunes. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe they did a, a Kwanzaa bit in in uh, uh, Morocco or, or the Outpost. But by and large, in France, in Italy, uh, uh, it was all straight out, not Father Christmas, not O. Tannenbaum. It was the Lord Jesus Christ was born in a major. Let, let, let's tell you the story about it. It was Christian. Now, granted, these are Christian uh, countries, right? right? But that that was what they were about. It was it was Christian, Christian, Christian. This is the the story of the miraculous Christ child. Yeah, no, you're right. And some people think they're taking that away. Like, for example, well, we have a description here. Andreas says, people usually love taking apart celebrations that are not theirs. It makes them feel inclusive and it's fun, especially when celebrations like Christmas and Diwali. I don't know what that is. Is that a, what's that? That is that is a another celebration during the holidays. OK, says where food is, the, is, I believe, an Indian celebration. Oh, is it? OK. Yeah. Uh, it says something about food being the main ingredient, but he ran out of his 280 characters. Uh, uh, I didn't think about character limit in here as a, as a problem, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's them, not us again, the essence of unfriend me. It's you, not me. It's them, not us. It's, it's those people are doing it wrong and we're doing it right. Therefore we're being oppressed. I think that Rob, 
uh, from Chicago actually has a pretty good point about looking at the math of all of this. What O'Reilly and others were doing, in my opinion, okay, Scott's opinion, was setting this thing up to be a oppression. They, they are being oppressed. They yes. are in a position of not power. They are in a position of victim. And the math doesn't support that. Not even close to supporting that. It's like saying, uh, imagine you're the king of some forgotten era. You've got all the money and all the handmaidens and all the whatever you need in your world. And saying, uh, oh, the people don't like me for some reason. Well, now I'm the victim of their hatred. I'm the one in the right. They're the ones in the wrong. It doesn't make any sense mathematically. When that much of the country are observing Christians for the most part and uh, have, you know, it's hard to call it power, but they have the numbers. And to say that they're being oppressed by those who don't have the numbers is weird to me because there's not, that, that's not the definition of oppression or the reason to have a war. Uh, nobody has a war if they're in charge. They don't start the war. They sometimes have to fight off a coup. If they're calling this a coup, fine. But I don't think the words are right. I think they're all using the wrong words. And I, I hate to say it, but words are a huge part of almost every topic we have on this show, whether that's good or bad. 100%. Uh, I will say that almost every issue that we have talked about so far is defined by one simple fact. Both sides see the others as the aggressor and themselves as the victim. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that, that is a hun- almost 100%. Uh, on on everything that we've talked about, that yeah. there are that there are, are are forces at work that are persecuting me, and whether or not we are the majority or the minority, persecution can happen no matter what, and and uh, uh, the the consequences of that persecution are what I am getting so god darn mad about. How about this one? <laughs> Jeannie writes the happy holidays thing with corporations has always struck me as trying to take advantage of all the holidays, many of which have uh, present components happening during that time. Why wouldn't they try to have as many customers as possible? Hey, look, that's certainly a way to look at it. I, the funny thing about the happy holidays thing is I always looked at it as, A, a way you could say Merry Christmas before Thanksgiving, and B, more representative of the fact that we in America celebrate at least three holidays back to back to back. Thanksgiving, wherever, I mean, mostly uh, a Christmas by the numbers, but Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Diwali, uh, a Ramadan, all that, right? And then New Year's. So there's just a lot of holidays. We're just in a holiday-rich time. And so you say happy holidays just because you want to, yeah, you don't want to read down a computer menu of, of exactly what's happening. <laughs> no. All right. Hey, uh, sorry. This leads me to a question. Do you, have you ever been in a situation where somebody said, you either saw this or, or experienced it yourself, where somebody said Merry Christmas to someone else, even a total stranger, and that other person went, why I never, I can't believe you just said Merry Christmas to me. It's I've like, it heard, doesn't exist. When does this well, happen I've, ever? I've, I've heard arguments. And again, this is more in the, I think self-described militant atheist. Sure. Community. Maybe it happens down in the village or in the mission and a bunch of hippies are sitting around and somebody walks in there and goes, Merry Christmas, dumbasses. I mean, I get that. They're really trying to poke at them. But when in polite society you've been out at the mall or hanging around downtown or doing whatever you're doing and someone says, oh, thank you very much. Merry Christmas. You never go, I can't believe you said Merry Christmas to me. Never talk to me again. It doesn't happen. I mean. It doesn't happen. 
I, 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 again, I don't think it necessarily has to happen to matter on the level that it has been talked about now. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be this spitting mad, like, well, I never, right? Yeah. Uh, it just has to be something that you feel, that you feel like you are being, again, the world is leaving your, your grasp. Right. Like, this is, this is not, uh, this is, this is not about what is right. This is about what is happening. Mm. What is happening is these elements are being taken away from our society. Yeah. No, that's a fair point. Okay, I have two opposing views here that I'd like to read with the hashtag. This is from Lude, <laughs> who's I hope his wiener's not out. He says this. Why does anyone on either side of the spectrum have to make a social justice cause out of everything now? Everyone is offended over anything now. It's just sad. Now, he's, he's having a bit of a you know, hand put, throw his hands in the air, not sure, you know, kind of moment here, but um, that can be very frustrating. It does seem like no matter what you say or what you do, mostly on the internet, somebody on the other side is going to have a reason why they're offended or mad about it. Uh, Jar, Jar Jar R. Martin, great name. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, that, is, that is a high quality, high really quality Really good, name. really good. Says this, unfriend me is the perfect example, or sorry, the perfect example, sorry, I, I'm using the hashtag as part of the sentence, which isn't correct. He says, the perfect example that conservatism has become an intellectual bankrupt festering pile of cultural grievances to cover for unpopular policy aims. And they can't handle the contradiction between Christian homo homogeny and godless global markets. So uh, I think what he's saying there is, on the one hand, you can... Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think that's that's something where... That's that's a that's a that's a POV. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's it, 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 it's it's an illegitimate one, yeah. but you know I don't know I don't know. I mean I, I as soon as we get into like and this is exactly my solution. <laughs> Here's my wrapped up little bow. It's the it's the George Soros liberals who are taking the money, or it's the uh, uh, the, the the conservative right who's finally enacting their final solution. Yeah. That's not a, a mistake. Wink wink. Like. Uh, the Koch uh, brothers are at it again. Yeah. The Koch brothers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, those villainous Koch brothers. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. All right, here, look at this. Uh, uh, I am sci-fi. One of our one of our favorite callers. Uh, as a Jew who believes Hanukkah is a holiday that was invented so we wouldn't be left out of Christmas and its reindeer games, I also do not take offense to being wished Merry Christmas, since it's barely religious anyway. I personally wish Happy Holidays. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, great. Cause he comes from, and, and, and if I, as a, as somebody raised Christian or anyone else who out there even, you know, claims to be Christian, if they're offended by him, sci-fi saying happy holidays, then you're doing it wrong. Because here's the thing about a society with different people in it. Just freaking get along. You jackasses. There's no reason why you can't take happy holidays for what it's meant to be. And Merry Christmas for what it's meant to be. The only time it gets weird is like some bug man on Twitter who says this. I usually greet family members with Merry Christmas. How's the war going? Yeah. <laughs> then you're in trouble. All right. Because then you're just picking fights and you're asking for it. But in in normal, polite, everyday society, I am sci-fi saying happy holidays is a lovely thing to say. And I would say it right back to him. And I would be happy to to know him and to have run into him friend or or stranger. And the same should go for him if I say Merry Christmas to him and he walks away and he'll probably say it back to me. And if he doesn't, that's okay. It's either way. It's fine. 
What's well, the problem? This. I tell you what, uh, uh, Tom Silk coming right back at you. In my youth, I worked as a sacker at a grocery chain, and I got, I did get griped at for saying Merry Christmas to a woman who was Jewish. I apologize. I wished her a happy Hanukkah, and that was the end of it. All right. So some people do this. I can't imagine why they would, but some people do. And I know, I realize, you know, we're talking about a, a population here in the States anyway of 300 plus million people, 350 million, whatever it is now. And, and you, it's impossible to say no one does this. So when I say that, I realize there's some, you know, I, I'm being a little hyperbolic. Of course, there could be somebody somewhere who does a thing. I get it. There are people who eat other people's brains and we don't know who they are yet because we haven't caught them. I get it. There's extremes. There's everybody doing lots of weird stuff. But my point is, by and large, this just it's a problem out of nothing. Like, it's just not a problem. And it's even not a problem if somebody is like, well, I really wish you'd not talk about Jesus because, you know, it's not really my thing. And that's okay. It's okay. But what we don't need to do is get online and give each other so much shit for it or get on a cable TV show and act like it's the end of the world. Like, I'm, I'm of the opinion of this is much ado about nothing. It's just nothing. It's a big fat nothing burger. Oh, there's an episode we could do. Nothing burger. Should it well, exist in yeah, the English language? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, nothing burger. That's another phrase where it's just, to, to me, it's just so insanely dismissive yeah. uh, that I, I think it ultimately does a disservice to your argument. You're probably but, right. Uh, DB or D8 Love or D, D8 UV says, how do you separate one secular or the secular Christmas from the religious one? One is a state recognized and has Santa. The other one is a religious celebration. By state recognized, he means you know, bank holidays and. And we get we get uh, off right time we, off sure, yeah, all of those that. things. Um, I don't know. Just do it or don't. <laughs> like this is so easy to me. There's no huge advantage either way. Guess well, what? Me, we are here. Let me let me put one more tough question to you, and then and then we can we can start wrapping up. All right. uh, do you think? that America has become kind of more or less religious as a country since you've been alive? Uh, I think that it has become less, uh, let's put it this way. I think it's become less hard for people who, um, well, here, but, 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 but before we get into uh, all, all, all the permutations, right? Let's let's all right, do all right. Let's do the 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 big, and then the the macro, and then we can get into the micro. Okay, because there's definitely micro here. Yes, um, a million shades of micro. Yeah, tons of them. But if the if the simple question is, are we more or less religious than we used to be? Yeah, I'm gonna argue. I'm actually gonna argue more, and and here's why. Okay. Um, we've had a huge influx of Latino Americans in our country. Some hate, mm -hmm. some hate that as well, but I'm not personally not have a problem with it. Um, and that growth of that particular minority has become more and more of a strong and larger minority. And they, uh, Gen I, and and I, this is me making a pretty broad statement, but I think that there's a lot of religion with them. I think they come here with some pretty strong Catholic roots, some pretty strong, uh, you know, Protestant roots. And, and in a lot of cases, and we're talking just Christ Christianity here, in a lot of cases, they come with some really strong Mormon roots because there's a, a huge, a huge, huge yeah. part of the church in South America. And that's, and when they come here, you know, a lot of them come here. So, so I think that that actually has increased 
but the sense, and here's the only piece of minutia I would say, the sense that it's less is there because we do live in a country that has progressed beyond uh, the fear of, of saying that you're not only things like, well, I, I'm not religious, therefore I'm not part of the crowd, but also people who are gay can now say that they're gay without as much yeah. repercussion. If you are uh, uh, transgender, you can say it without as much repercussion. Like that openness can maybe give you a feeling that, oh, religion's taking a back seat because all this other stuff is happening. All that other stuff was always happening. It was just super repressed and suppressed. So, so that is the only, that's the only caveat I'd throw in there. I, I would, I would say it is less. And, and I would say that I'm an example of somebody that if I were born 20 years prior, uh, it would not be cool for me to uh, run around saying, look at me, I'm an atheist. Uh, uh, I'm an, I'm an atheist who has all these atheist opinions. Like I don't believe in God. Uh, yeah. That'd be bad for my career. Yeah. Be bad for my social life. It would be bad for a lot, right? And right. so I probably would not. Whether or not I, I held private doubts about the existence of a higher power, uh, I would probably not say it. And right. I would therefore probably be more likely to go to church. I'd be more likely to plug in to social structures that were that were connected to religious bodies. Uh, you know, there there is an element that I do think that America is getting less religious. I don't personally have a problem with that. However, if that is something that does scare you, if that is something, if it is of your worldview that a more religious world is one that is better uh, and it is a reason why, again, that America is where it is, I would point to different indicators. Then I can understand where stuff like this right. does trigger you. Sure. I Here is the so another page out of Scott's upbringing that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. The thing that there is a there's a particular brand of quote unquote religion that was pounded into me when I was younger, and it's called the separation of church and state. Yeah. And in our house, that was paramount that your religious life, your private life, your uh, belief systems, your systems of, of uh, morals, whatever it is you want to call it. Is yours and it's yours to exercise, but it should never be thought of or looked at as part of the fabric that keeps the country together. It should always be looked at as a thing that we gratefully have the freedom to do and have in our lives, but the separation must exist. It's paramount that it exists. In fact, it is key to the Republic working properly to have that separation. So I bristle and trigger the other direction. And, 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 and by the way, the Mormon community yeah, the, the the church and state thing is is very fascinating on on a, a different level than than we think uh, in in general with, with Protestant and, and Catholicism because you know the state has persecuted Mormons. Oh yeah, right? they chased them. They chased them out of chased them out of New York, chased them out of out of Illinois, and and uh, you know forced there, them. In. There are wounds there with members of 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 of, of, of the LDS faith. Sure, that is like uh, no, yeah, no, separate. We want them separate because we want to be able to keep doing what we're doing and we don't want to get arrested or fined or thrown in jail for it. Sure. And also in a seemingly contradictive manner, they're very Republican and vote Republican almost up and down the the thing, although there's times in its history when it was very um, Democratic. But at the same time, you know, those parties have evolved and changed and switched places a bunch of times anyway. So people tend to use that stuff based on what the convenient conversation is about who's what and when they are what, but it's a shocker. Yeah. Big shock. But, but I was raised to believe, and I still believe very, very core to me again, to me that the separation of church and state is vital. And that anytime you have an example of that, not being uh, a core important 
principle of a nation or country or or town or whatever, you have problems. You always end up with problems. Some on the extreme where, you know, real suppression of the people takes place because of religious reasons uh, and, and then varying degrees all the way until what I think is kind of what we're experiencing right now, which is this identity crisis. Some people think we are, we are Jesus's country. That's what people think. Yeah. And I think we're not. We're a country of laws and a country of fairness. We should be anyway, and we should always be exercising those things the best we can, despite our failures, despite times where we don't live up to that. And we should make possible everyone's ability to have their own private uh, belief systems unrestrained on either direction, whether it serves me or hurts me on the state level, state being any government, federal or otherwise. So, so I'm a, I'm, I, I remain a big proponent of that. I, I pound that into my own children, how important that is. And I feel like we're now hitting a time where the people where that isn't, where that, where it really matters that their form of Jesus is in charge of what they see as the governing of the country. And they start begin doing paintings of, of, uh, Trump signing a bill with Jesus behind him with his hand, guiding his hand, that kind of horse shit. Like it really rubs me up the wrong tree. I hate it. I freaking hate it. Well, I mean, I would, I would, I would say that, uh, these kind of debates are what make America red. There's, there's no doubt about it in my mind that, uh, I, I don't, I don't mind them. And, and to go back to how we, what we were talking about last week, uh, the only thing that really, really bums me out is that when we do, when we when we become soldiers and not citizens mm. in discussing them, and we reject our own humanity, so we can make a point because right. it, it's it's about points on the board and not about talking to your fellow man. And I would like to wish a happy Hanukkah, a rad Ramadan, <laughs> a crack in Christmas, and a killer Kwanzaa, as well as a dope Diwali. Yeah, all of our listeners of all faiths. I'll be having the secular version of Christmas wherein I get drunk and fall down. <laughs> well, I not only support your way of celebrating the holidays, but uh, recommend others try it as well, I guess. I don't know. It's not what I'm doing. I'll spend my holidays doing a lot of very traditional things. There'll be turkey and ham and probably no alcohol, but there'll be eggnog without any kind of... Wait a minute. You do, you do, you do turkey and ham for Christmas as well? Yeah, it depends on, it depends on the year. Like, sometimes we'll do something weird. Like, we had a Korean barbecue one year. We did uh, a ramen bar one year. Um, this I year... Like, I always like Christmas dinner low-key super awesome because you don't have the adherence to the <laughs> traditional stuff. Yeah. And do wild stuff. Whatever you want. Yeah. It depends. It totally depends. We did finger food one Thanksgiving, which was sacrilege to half the people that were there. But we yeah. were like, nah, we're going to do something different this year. So we, we, you know, vacillate back and forth. The point is, this is a great time to be with family. It's a great time to be listening to great music and, and just a cool time, man. Listen to podcasts because you're around family. People get new devices. They want to know what to listen to. They know that you are a podcast listener. And they're like, hey, what, what, what new podcast should I listen to? We would uh, suggest unfriend me as, as, as a great thing to, to suggest to everybody. I agree. Go to unfriend me over there at frogpants.com slash unfriend me. All the links you'll need are there to tell you where to go, how to communicate with us. Unfriend me show at gmail.com is our email address. And we recommend very highly you use that on the frequent because we love to get your emails and may even do more with them in the future. 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, send us more soft topics because we're definitely doing pineapple on pizza, but we'll, 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 we'll surprise you with anything else that, that comes in. So send them unfriend me a show at gmail.com. That's where we're going to uh, try to collect them. That is correct. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with something a little lighter as we hurdle our way toward Christmas. Thanks, yes. everybody, for we're listening. Say, we're doing it Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Countdown to Christmas. All right? Countdown to Christmas. Anything else? Sorry. It screws up the timeline. We've already said it. We're not going back. That's Christmas. right. And if you don't like it, you can unfriend me. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>